Welcome to episode 37 of wow, the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast. This is the 37th, yeah. Yeah, man. It yeah, just, it's, it's been a fun, fun little ride. Yeah, and uh, right. we've had some interesting guests on. And right uh, I think at this point, you are probably one of the most interesting guests. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> no, there's no pressure to do. We'll no, we have a all. conversation. I don't have a list of things to ask you per se. We just sit yeah, and have a conversation. Yeah, right yeah right it's cool. cool. I mean, it's, in, it's, interesting. Yeah. it's interesting, obviously, because of your history. Yeah, with, uh, sure, how sure. Your, how, your, how your life has changed so, so much. Right, or yeah. maybe it hasn't. But, but who are we sitting with right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a good question. Yeah, uh, introduce yourself, it's man. It's like a mystery. Uh, you know they do yeah. the mystery at Howard Stern. You have to pick out who. It <laughs> right. This is uh, Justin Brannon. I used to be, well, I kind of still am in Indecision, Most Precious Blood, Millhouse, Judas Factor, whatever else. Um, and uh, now I am the council person elect for the 43rd District, which is the neighborhood where I grew up. Bay Ridge, Diker Heights, Bath Beach, Bensonhurst. Welcome to the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Awesome. I live in Bath Beach. Right on. I do. You're one of my constituents. Yeah, uh, you know, constituents. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's awesome. It's really, it's I never really knew funny. I would be one of those. It's really funny because I went, I went around the corner to uh, Booty to Booty High School. Right. And I was like, I'm gonna get to vote for Justin. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I didn't realize. The yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm outside the district. I yeah, didn't realize yeah. that. So I was like, ah oh, man. But you know, whatever. It's all good. I was just so excited. Right on. To to uh, be to be there and be supportive and be part right of on, the whole brother. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's been a wild. Uh, it's been a wild run. Yeah. How? Uh, let me ask you something. How has? How would you say your life has changed since since the election and since you you won? It's not that much different. I mean, the election, like when you run for office, especially for a local office, right? Like the actual campaign is such a finite amount of time, so you have such a small window to actually tell people who you are and your whole story and stuff. So, so much of running for office is sort of the years you put in before. The actual campaign. Gotcha. Right? Like, mm-hmm. if you know, if you want to run for anyone can run for office, but like, you only have a six months before like a primary, right? And then right. you have to tell people who you are and all that stuff. So, so much of it is the build up to that point. And I think mm-hmm. once, once Most Precious Blood stopped, decided we weren't going to tour anymore, which was like 2007 ish, mm-hmm. I think we had gone to, we were, you know, on like our, Second or third tour of Australia, New Zealand, and like we were like complaining, like that's right. how we knew it was, yeah. it was over. Yeah. 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 Rap Acting that. like Frank Sinatra, you know, um, right. you know. So <laughs> I decided, all right, well, I'm gonna, yeah. You know, I never left Bay Ridge. I always lived there, even through all the touring. I was still paying my rent and bills and, mm-hmm. at home, and um, I was just like, well, I guess I'm just gonna sort of get, I'll see what's going on in my neighborhood and get more involved. I think being away so much was like absence makes the heart grow fonder so it was kind of like yeah. I never 
truly appreciated what my neighborhood was all about until I was on tour for like 200 days a year, you gotcha. know? Yeah. Um, and I sort of fell back in love with it, I guess. And then, um, you know, my wife and I opened a business, we opened an art school for kids. So we started getting more involved in sort of the subcutaneous layers of the neighborhood, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Cause like you can live your whole life in a neighborhood and go to work every day and sort of never pick your head up to like what goes on sort of behind the scenes, like right. the folks yeah. who, um, and part of that is is because there's such a barrier barrier to entry. Like I would I would go to some of these community groups, and they'd be like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Like mm-hmm. you know, they weren't very welcoming because they right. were kind of like, "Yo, we run the show yeah, here." Of course, yeah. of course. You know, it's kind of like when you walk into that that like dick tattoo studio where they're like, "Oh, this fucking guy." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But it's like I'm just here to get a tattoo, man. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so. Um, you know, I'd go to some of these community civic groups and they'd be like, who does this guy want to do? Like, he's, you know, 30 years younger than all of us. Know. And, he, you know, he wants, he's got all these ideas. Like, mm-hmm. they were threatened because right. they were like, plus I was from, I grew up in the neighborhood. So mm-hmm. I had the, the street cred of, like, the fact that I actually grew up here. I wasn't just moving here and looking to take right. over the world. Right. I grew up here right. and I cared very much about the neighborhood. And the same street corners we used to hang out on and cause trouble. Now I... I was now I was the guy who was shaking my head when someone did forty miles an hour down a side street. Yeah. Like, There's right. kids around here. You, know? uh, you became so, that guy. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but it's like just just by not, like organically almost. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, sure. so many of the kids I grew up with were now business owners in the neighborhood, bar owners, restaurant owners. But we were just the kids who used to cause trouble in the neighborhood, and now just we were 30, 40 years old, and we're still here. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, I ended up starting some of my own sort of groups because those guys didn't want me there. So mm-hmm. I, I did the only thing I know how to do, which is like, all right, I'll start my own thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I just started, I, I started leveraging social media in, in a, in this interesting way that <clears throat> like the amount of, like if you guys had a problem, like, I don't know, you know, there's a pothole on your street, right? Mm-hmm. The average person doesn't think like, gee, let me go see my local city council person. Yeah. And see, right. they just go out oh, look at that freaking pothole. This right. sucks. Right. You know? true. Right. Like, oh, the mayor true. or whatever. Yeah. You know, like yeah, they don't. They, city's going to shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. They don't think to let me go to my community board. Sure. Whatever it is, you got to be a certain kind of person to even know that that stuff even exists. Mm-hmm. So I uh, kind of learned that because I'll see I'll see on your Facebook page like. We have a couple of, well, we have a lot of mutual right. friends, but I'll see people posting, uh, there's, there's a pothole, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, oh, and then they'll tag you, Justin Brandon. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it's like a response, like, okay, I'll handle it. Right. Like, and I'm just like, oh, all right. Th- so, th- that's, th- so that's exactly what I did. So I started yeah, seeing that. I saw it. I started seeing that people, so I, I, I actually then I started working for the guy that I am now going to succeed. Mm-hmm. So I started said, look, I want to learn the ropes. I don't know anything about this stuff. Right. You know. I had this, you know, almost twenty-year gap in my resume, quote unquote resume, because I was touring all these years. Right, right. So now here I am. I'm like thirty. I'm tw- I was late twenties, I guess. No, maybe older. I don't know. And I was like taking this entry-level job because I wanted to learn the ropes. I was, I wanted to put out a demo. You right. know, I yeah, wanted sure, to start sure. from, the, start <laughs> from the bottom. You know, like, hey, <laughs> I want to get involved in politics. Well, let me go take a massive pay cut somewhere right. and start working for the local guy. Right. And I learned how things work, but I also learned that. There weren't a lot of people coming through the door. Hmm. You weren't hearing that little bell ringing on the door when people walk in. Right. You know? Yeah. But 
you had people online who were crying out for help about all sorts of stuff. Sure. From the most, you know, mundane stuff to like serious housing or you know, they don't know where the next meal is coming from, like serious issues. <clears throat> but they weren't coming into their local council person's office because they didn't know that that sort of infrastructure exists. Right. Like most people have a problem. They go, ah, you know, they uh, yeah. sucks, and they go to work. I mean, that's, I know. I, that's I, what every, I, I'm that's, guilty. I'm guilty because yeah. I but didn't know it the existed average, like that That's what the average person does because sure. that's what you do. You're here. You're here. You're trying to live your life. Yeah. You're trying to raise your family or support your family, whatever it is. You don't. They don't think about this yeah, stuff. Right. But meanwhile, there's this whole infrastructure here that your tax dollars pay for mm -hmm. to help you with this stuff. Yeah. But people don't even know that you can access this stuff. So I started. I would see people on social media and Facebook mostly. Complaining about stuff, or not, you know, asking questions, or oh my god, you know, there's, you know, um, after dark, there's you know, these damn kids in the park, or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And I'd be like, okay, I can help you with that. So I would sort of see them posting stuff, and I would just start posting, hi, I'm Justin, I work for the local council person, I can help you with that. Mm -hmm. So people, and that, and that was sort of the comfort level that people. The average person has, they're at work. They don't have time to come into your office. Your office is open 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. They work 9 to 5. So they sure. never get to see you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I started doing that and it just sort of caught on where people would start tagging me for everything. My mm -hmm. cat's stuck in a tree. My kid can't get into a good school. Whatever it was. Right. And I did, every, I did my best to help them however I could. And I just found that I really loved doing it. And I think that because I didn't come from the typical background that like a politician comes from. I didn't take no for an answer. If someone had a problem, I you know, the, the, I had a street, you know, I have a street light outside my house. It's been it's been out for 2 years. I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here." Right? <laughs> Let me call these guys, right? <laughs> so I call them and be like, "What do you this is lights are out in 2 years." <laughs> you know, but the average person might be like, "Oh, okay. Well, we'll put in that request for you." And right, yeah. But I was like, "No, no, no. What is the deal? The street light is out. It's dark. It's dangerous. What do we do?" You know. So I sort of came at it from a different approach in trying to build relationships with all these people that, that work at these agencies. I mean, look, look, I'm just a guy trying to do my thing. I care about my neighborhood. There's a little old lady came and she's saying, this light's been out for two years. Can you figure out what the fuck is going on? You know? Right, yeah. And they would, and they would go. So I sort of had a knack because I came at it from a different angle. Sure. Um, so now, you know, I did that for like a couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. And then I said, oh, I'm going to run for office and try it out. And um, it was, I already done all the work, you know, mm -hmm. like people already knew me as that go-to guy. So it was just about getting out there and getting people to vote for me, mm -hmm. you know. Um, now, I mean, the, only, the the biggest difference is that like now it's my job. Like now right. I have to help you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the biggest, the biggest challenge is going to be trying to still be as responsive as I was as like just that nice guy. Right. Who was just doing this out of the kindness of his heart to be in the guy that like taxpayers actually my salary is from the taxpayers and mm -hmm. I you know I I have a um, you know responsibility, responsibility to to sure. serve them right. you know so I think that's the biggest change and what is like just I don't give even us a think rundown. that would really be a change I don't think you, you it's the same thing it's right. a, yeah it's, it's it's like now I'll just get paid for what I've already been doing exactly right? but, but it's, is that is that it is that all that's 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 your job a, or what is what what has changed now as far as your work is concerned because now you took over this new position you're not right you so so it's been I mean so January 1st is when I'm officially like sworn in mm -hmm. like shoot me out of a cannon and that's it I'm, I'm and you know 
So now it's been sort of building up. You know, the guy who I'm succeeding, Councilman Gentili, uh, has been there for 14 years. So this right. is like a big, this is the first time there's going to be a new person in this seat in a very long time. So it's a matter of picking my staff and figuring out who's going to, you know, who's going to help me to continue being as responsive as I've been, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Is there like a term limit thing for city councilman? Yes, yeah, so you get, he's he, been there 14 years. So he got, he got the Bloomberg special. So when Bloomberg oh, did, boy. when Bloomberg, when Bloomberg <laughs> extended term limits, all the council people that were there also got the benefit of the three terms. Now it's back to two terms. So I'm entitled, I'm entitled to one four year term right. and then I, I can run again and get another Four year okay. term. So you 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 have the opportunity of eight years. Okay. Um, so in eight years, I should start my campaign. Yeah. <laughs> you should start it now. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Um, so yeah, but that, but but that's really that's where it comes down to. You uh-huh. know, is sort of do, for, on the grassroots local elections. Mm-hmm. That's where it matters. Mm-hmm. We're not, you're not spending millions of dollars. You're not doing commercials. You're right. not. You know, it's it's door to door. It's knocking on doors, saying yeah. you know, talking to people street by street like that. That's yeah. how you do I've, it. I've seen that all over social media. You just like in the middle of like I saw you I was with my girlfriend Nikki we were in the Bridgeview Diner yeah. and it's no, like five people he's sitting there talking to it's yeah. like this guy probably just wants to just sit down and eat a fucking burger you guys get harassed and you stop the conversation with them whatever and you came over and you said what's up to yeah, me yeah, Nikki yeah. so yeah. It's like a man of the people, but that's yeah. how it is. It's a look, you know. Yeah. You know now, like when I go to the bagel store, it's like you're on the clock. Yeah, you know, yeah. and um, but it's it's cool because it sort of brings it back to that Brooklyn is and the whole city is just is just this patchwork of all these little neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. That's oh, all sure. it is. It is, you know. So it's I'm the local guy that people have these these problems and they come to me and I'm the guy that's gotta you know help them with it. So it's very old school in that way. And yeah. um, so you, but you can't help me. Cause I'm not in. No, of course I, I can help anybody. Right. I can still I can still call. What, are you, what the hell? I you mean, fucking need help with <laughs> the subway system. Oh, that's big. That's helping a fucking eight million people. <laughs> that's a big deal. It um, is because I know you post about it a lot. Oh I know God. you're just as frustrated. Oh, it's a shit show. Oh, and, and can you ask me what is the deal? Is it just like bureaucracy? Is that is that what the friggin' deal is here? It's is a it lot. Just... So it starts. Yes, I mean, I'll, the short answer is yes. Mm. I, I think it starts with the fact that. The state controls the subways, mm-hmm. right? Which is insane. Because when I say the state, that means that the state legislature, that means that guys like me who are in the state Senate but represent Buffalo and Rochester and Oneonta and all these places, mm-hmm. do you think they give a shit about the R train or the D train or the F train? Yeah, they do not. Right. So, but these are the guys that vote on the budget for the MTA. Right, okay. so I care as much about Oneonta as they do about Bay Ridge. Right, right? right. so yeah. so when it's time to vote, when it's time to vote on this stuff, mm-hmm. they're cavalier about. Hey, they don't care because they don't know about it. Right. It's not. So one of the things I was calling for was for the city to take back control of the subways and buses because the city gets blamed for it anyway. Mm-hmm. If you're late to work, mm-hmm. you don't go ah freaking Governor Cuomo. You go right. ah the mayor, right? Because you don't think that how the hell could a how could how the hell could a train being late in the Bronx somehow be the responsibility of the governor? Mm-hmm. Just the right. average person doesn't make that connection. I think now that it's been on the front page and people are getting a little bit more aware to how this stuff works, they're mm-hmm. realizing it. Mm-hmm. But I guess the way I see it is like. It shouldn't matter, right? Like the constituents who people pay their taxes, they don't care about this hot potato pointing right. fingers. They just want to get to work on time. Yep. Yeah. They just want to get to their job interview or their doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't matter how all this stuff works. But it's a massive bureaucracy. You have a lot of 
people pointing fingers. You have a lot of the state saying, well, the city needs to, you know, uh, contribute more money. And the city saying, well, we gave you $500 million and you told us you lost it behind a filing cabinet. Where mm-hmm. is it? You know, yeah. it's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, there's other there's other cities you know around the world who are eating our lunch when it comes to public transportation, mm-hmm. you know, and London. I mean, they're eating our lunch, and it's mm-hmm. it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So this is a huge issue. It's but in the city council, the the power I have is sort of the bully pulpit of saying we got to do something about this. You know, mm-hmm. there are things that we can do right now. Like I think I think buses sort of get a bad rap. I mean, mm-hmm. we could we have to sort of prioritize what we can do without having to get the state's uh, approval or the state's permission. So buses and bus lanes, stuff like that. Like we can do that now without having to worry about the guy from Oneonta voting yes, right? Right. Um, <laughs> so it's about getting creative. And now people are talking about congestion pricing. Where they're talk- this is definitely going to come up in, in my in my term, I'm sure, where they want to talk about putting, putting tolls on the East River bridges in order to fund... Um, improvements to the public transit system. And you're going to have to make some painful choices because they're trying to get people out of their cars. They're trying to say, and and some of this I agree with, there's so many people that have a car, they move the car once a week because of alternate size. Oh, I know. And they use that car once once a month. Right. You should not have a car if that's the case, right? right? Um, If you're not using your car, I mean, look, it's it's everyone's right to have a car, whatever it is. But if you're not using that car, what what the hell do you have the car for? Yeah. So the idea is to the 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 guy who drives into the city by himself in the car is sort of become like the enemy, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's just doing his that's living his life exactly. But that's the way they're going, Jimmy. I'm always I'm I'm always solo in my car. (laughs) You're not carpooling. No, I ain't carpooling. From Bad Beach to Bay Ridge by myself. <laughs> but so that's going to come up because what basically what they're saying is, look, we have a we have we're broke. Mm-hmm. The trains suck. We need money to fix them. So unless someone's going to write us a check, mm-hmm. we got to find a way to increase revenue. And why don't you take some of the seventeen dollars to cross the fucking Verrazano well, Bridge? That's a great example. So the set so that Verrazano Bridge toll, oh. most of that money, that revenue goes to subsidizing. Metro North and LIRR. Mm. So it doesn't even go to our own subway systems. Oh, my God. So every time you pay that Verrazano Bridge... Every weekend, twice. That that helps a guy from Connecticut get to work quicker. That's just insane. It's insane. It's insane. Dude, that just got me mad. (laughs) It should. Why does it it work Because it's just so... It's been this. It's been this. You know, Rob from Peter to pay Paul's yeah, thing forever. It's been I this see. sort of card game, the shell game forever, and now it's reached like this. This critical mass of like, well, what are we doing here? Like, mm. it's a real problem. And you know, the the people like I. I take the train to work. I'm still going to take the train to work, right? Mm. I don't have a driver. Like, either I'm driving or I'm taking the train, right? Right. So what what people feel like is, hey, how come you always come and you're increasing my fare? You're always going to increase my Metro card. Why don't you guys figure it out? Why don't? And I get that. Like I get that frustration that it's like it's we elect these people to help us solve these problems, not to then balance their budget on our backs of the backs of the people that rely on. Some people can't afford a Metro card, yeah, right? right? So um, it's it's a it's a really tough situation, and it's reached a level now that. It can't be ignored anymore, and that you're gonna. There's gonna have to be some really 
unpopular proposals because it, we have you know they got to raise money somewhere. Yeah, and it's going to be ugly. I mean, but at the end of the day. Public transportation is a great equalizer, right? I mean, it's oh, yeah. rich, poor, young, old. You Alberta, have to Alabama, rely, man. yeah, and you have to rely on the on the subways and the yeah. buses. I, I mean, use it rarely. The only time, the only time I ever I'm really ever on the train is when I have to go into the city, right? Because I'm not driving into the city with the tolls and the traffic right. and the parking, especially. Fuck all that. So I, just I jump think on the R train. I mean, I think I think you'd have to say. If you want to put a toll on one of the bridges, what am I going to, what are we, what is the average person going to get for that? Right. You want to charge me five bucks to take the Brooklyn Bridge? Okay, talk to me about what now I get for that five dollars. Yeah. If it's the same crowded trains, the same unreliable service, get the fuck out of here. It yeah. ain't going to work. Right. You have to show what, you know, what that rep, you know, where's that money going to go? And that's why it's frustrating because, you know, people are paying $20 to get to Staten Island mm-hmm. and it's not even going back to, to the boroughs. It's going yeah. to, I saw an article um, from... Um, I didn't I think know was, that. That's out of control. It's man. nuts. It's crazy. Um, and these are these are folks who... I mean, people that live in different states get to Manhattan quicker than we do in, in the boroughs. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Yeah. So the guy the, that $20 toll in the Verrazano, which is subsidizing the guy from Connecticut, he gets to work like on the minute. Yeah. His train arrives at 5.36 a.m. Mm-hmm. and it's there at 5.36. Can you imagine having that here? That, now it's like I'm going to the train and just wait till the next one shows up. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there was there was an article in Japan, I think. They put out the, the, the whoever, you know, whatever the name of the uh, the division that runs the public transportation there, put out an apology one time because one of their trains was like three minutes late. Wow. Can you imagine? That's insane. I mean, there, and there's no reason why we can't have that kind yeah. of... This is the greatest city in the world. I know. It's yeah. crazy. It's, it's crazy. It really is crazy. And we're living in this sort of... This this public transportation system, which is just... People just grin and bear it every day. It's, yeah. har- it's horrible. But yeah. it's always been... It's always been like this to some degree. Train, the subway's always been this like... I don't know if it's erratic, been this bad for a long time. It's not time. been this bad for a very long yeah. time. It's gotten... But, yeah. but it's always been sort of like this. That's... I think there's... That's part of the soul of the city in some in some ways. Yeah. That that like you know you never know what's gonna happen when you get in that subway, and and that's cool because you yeah. know there's like a New York kind of vibe <laughs> about that. But it shouldn't be it that shouldn't way. Be. It, it shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to like, you know, people get people go to work. They yeah. they get there 20 minutes late because of the train, and they're getting in trouble for it. They're getting docked. Yeah. You know. So yeah. It's really something at this point. You're right. At this point. It's 2000 friggin' 18. Yeah, what are we doing? It's and just unacceptable. We're the, it's unacceptable. We're the greatest city yeah. in the world, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's totally it unacceptable. I it agree is. with you. I mean, I'm, I'm all for the old school Times Square with the guy playing the saxophone with the subway steam and all that. Like, yeah. I love that soul of New York, sure. but the soul of New York is not getting to work an hour late. Right. You right. Know? And, it, and it can still be the soul of New York without the subway running. We, it would have a better soul. Exactly. <laughs> I just think it's gotten to a point where we're just, there's, we're accepting too much as the norm, and it does not need to be like this. Right. People are like, oh, well, I'm late 20 minutes. No, right. that's not how it should be. Right. You know? yeah. This is a world-class city. It should be a world-class public transportation. It but should be. It's not... On paper, that's how you would think. Because yeah. of the way that it's... I mean, you go to other countries, and you're like, wow, I could eat a sandwich off the floor of the, mm-hmm. the train in Germany or something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's... You know, there's only so much that the city council can do, but it's still going to be one of my top issues because... You know, where we are in the boroughs, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I only know, like, growing up in Bay Ridge, I only know that it takes about an hour to get to the city. 
I don't know anything else. Anything less than that is like a fluke. Right. right. But to some folks, like if they move somewhere where they're 20 minutes from the city, they're moving there for a reason. Right. And now it's taking them an hour to get to, to work. Yeah. You right. know? And it's yeah. just... It's just not sustainable. So something's got to give. I'm a little scared of what what's going to happen. You know how that's going to look. Like, what that's going to look like. But mm-hmm. something's got, you know, we got to make some tough decisions. What yeah. about this rumor that the subway is going to be shut down overnight? Yeah. I don't think that'll ever happen. Okay. It's like a 50 year plan. Yeah, so some 50 <laughs> year I mean, fucking deal. I mean, I think <laughs> 50 <laughs> years, bro. It's a half a hundred. That's no good. I mean, I mean. I guess the the argument there is no one wants to imagine that our train doesn't run 24 hours a day. But what the argument there is like, well, we got to fix the subways and we have to find a time to fix it. The same way they closed down the highway. Mm -hmm. If we got to fix the Belt Parkway, well, that means that you're not going to be able to drive on it for a couple hours. The Belt Parkway is always being fixed. (laughs) That fucking thing is a (laughs) crapshoot. It could be Wednesday at Two o'clock in the morning, and you're in bumping above yeah, the traffic yeah, for nice. an hour and a I half. Mean, it's our like, infrastructure. It's, it's crumbling. It's the whole infrastructure, it's, man. It's, it really it's, is. You forget, like, we were having a problem in Bay Ridge for a while with sinkholes, right? Mm, they, right. Every summer, these ju- the, the earth would swallow up a couple of cars, right? <laughs> the problem with that is that everything that's under our feet that we take for granted in the city is well over 100 years old. Yeah. yeah. And it's a city underneath that was unless, uh, underneath right, that was fucking unless, feet. unless you shut down the city... Right. To fix, you could only fix this stuff as it fails, but you're thinking about all the stuff that you just take for granted. That it, you still have some sewers that are made of brick underneath underneath our feet. And yeah, it's not. The city is, you know, it's we've old. been thinking about a store that's been open 24 hours a day since you opened the store. Right. You, it needs a cleaning every now and then. Well, right? right. <laughs> yeah. right. well, you got to change right. some light bulbs. So, you know, yeah, you're right. get the cat out of there. <laughs> I don't need a cat in the and whole day. I immediately think of, like, once again, I think of the subway system where it just seems like they're fixing every yeah. station at once. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, why not? What's <laughs> Everyone, like. Well, now, we, I don't know if they, they've done any around here. They just did a couple, of, they just did nine one. Nine stations. Yeah. Nine okay. Stations All right. I just the, yeah. on the end line. On right? the end line. Yeah. Yeah. That's right they, here. They, they just did. Um, they just did the Bay Ridge Avenue station. Okay. They spent twenty four million dollars. Dude, it's insane. But where is this money going? But the, what but the are they is, doing? Okay, great. So now you have this beautiful station. Right. But I'm still waiting for the same train that's, that's late. Another thing. I don't You're care right. about Wi-Fi and right. digital screens. My just statement. get me to work on time. I have the same issue. They yeah. did it all along uh, the N and the R line. Yeah, uh, Prospect Avenue is like the most beautiful station now. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Right. It looks like it doesn't even look like you're in you're yeah, in New York City. Very Euro, very yeah. Europe, yeah. very European. But it's the same train. But it's the same same damn unreliable train. service. Exactly. Couldn't you have taken that twenty four million dollars and invested it in something that's going to get me to work on time? It's I mean, crazy. Th- and this is the kind of stuff that that the average person is like, what? the... I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. You're telling yeah. me you spent twenty four million dollars, yeah. and all I got was like a wet paint sign <laughs> on the yeah, platform. I mean, get me to work on time. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's like know? it's like. Taking some old car, some old Chevy, and just giving it a sick paint job, but the yeah, engine yeah. don't run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they did. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, and, and, and certainly it goes too with with accessibility. I mean, you have you're not putting in elevators. You want some visine? No, I'm good. I'm good. You, I think sure? you have a cat? I do. I the cat. Oh shit! I'm sorry. It's you're allergic? Good. Yeah, it's all good. You need visine? I got. No, it. it's all good. Is your eyes going close up in about no two cats. seconds? Um, <laughs> no cat. Um, Only green. It's just frustrating because the average person is like twenty four million dollars. You know what I can do yeah, with twenty four million dollars? And this and and the state goes, yeah, we're just going to fix up a little subway station with it. And you're like, for what? I don't right. need this. Yeah, it doesn't help me. You yeah. know, and Wi-Fi, that's art, the artwork. Co- it's like great. Yeah. I, but I don't need the mosaic. Yeah. You know, I'll right. go to the museum for the mosaic. That's, I don't yeah. need that Bay Ridge Crazy Avenue. shit, dude. It's true. Crazy. 
It's fucking nuts. It is. Yep. So, uh, how, so how does how does like you coming up in the punk rock and hardcore, especially well, Brooklyn hardcore scene, right. basically indecision. But how does that all correlate into politics? Because I know that a lot of subject matter, especially with indecision, right. Is very um, what's the word? I'm political. Looking for a job. I guess political and just very or controversial. Uh, I don't think anything's controversial. So I <laughs> well, I mean, word. I don't know. Those are the two words I'm thinking. No, it's just very, you know, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess you could say. You mean as far as I mean, socially conscious shit like oh, that? I yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. So honestly, it, it's not that much different, right? Like. I sort of compare it to DIY, that whole yeah. you know mindset, right? Like the same way that I would be handing out flyers for a show at CBGB's, I'm handing out flyers with my face on it saying right. vote for me. It's the right. same sort of mentality of right. promotion and that kind of stuff. Um, it's that same hustle. It's that same sort of being creative and figuring out new ways to do stuff because no one's going to do it for you. Like, right. I I mean, I didn't realize it at the time, but like all those years touring and being in bands like prepared me for all this stuff. That yeah. This is an education you can't get like in school, whether it's, you know, we I remember we were in um, Holland, I think. Our, okay, so so like think about this education, right? Our van, our, in this indecision tour, our van breaks down in France. So we have to rent a van to get to the show. The rental company says, you got you can rent the van, but you can't take it out of the country. No problem. Yeah, so sure. we, take, we take the van to <laughs> no, no Holland. Yeah. Just we a bunch of knuckleheads from Brooklyn on tour with young kids. So we immediately nah. take the van to Holland. The van, the van gets backed into by... Uh, like a crane at some oh at God. some festival. Oh, so boy. now you have to deal with this. Now yeah. we have a van that's out of the country that shouldn't have been out of the country, just backed into by. So it's these kind of situations <laughs> that prepare you for anything. Yeah. Like once you've dealt with that kind of stuff or any all these Think crazy, feet that's and, one yeah. story of a million, right? Yeah, of like course. once you've dealt with this kind of stuff, it prepares you in a way for other stuff that you're like, this is nothing. Like yeah. if you've been through that stuff, yeah. Um, you and come up that way. You. Nothing can phase you. It's right. very hard for something to be like, oh, this is tough. Yeah. It just, it, it's not in you anymore. Right. Yeah. So, um, and I think so much of that helped me to say, look, I want to run for office. I don't I don't fit the, the, the conventional profile of someone who runs for political office. But I was like, fuck it. I care about my community. Right. I know I can do the job. You might want to change shit. Yeah, I'm going to run. I mean, this is what you do. So... But in the process, I've met, even just from working in government for a little while, I've met so many people who come from our same world that just kept going with, with whatever, you know, whatever. Like, you know, look, I remember back in the early 90s, you go to a show, there were more tables with showing stuff about animal rights and, st and all these sort of issues. And there were people selling merch. Mm -hmm. right. It used to be way more sort of socially conscious than, than I think sure. it is now. You know, and I think that for the folks that really fell in love with that style of hardcore, they've just taken it. Like you got people working in Washington, like we're everywhere. Yeah. You know, the same way that you know Vinny Stigma says, you know, you need hardcore doctors and plumbers, and we have that. But and now we have people working in policy and politics. Like I see it a lot. Like I'll get people come up to me and go, 
dude, you're the guy from Indecision. And I'm like on the steps of City Hall. That's but crazy. People, That's awesome. It's amazing. But we're we're everywhere because people who the same you know kid that was like into Earth Crisis mm-hmm. or whatever just kept following his yeah. heart. Yeah. And now he's doing policy like, in DC. Yeah. You know. So see, that's like that tried and true fucking hardcore shit. Yeah. You know because what I mean? you know you know that you know that you can make a difference somehow. Right. And, right. and if you really truly want to like make a difference, the whole punk rock right. message. I mean, certain aspects of it obviously. Right. That's what it is about changing the world. It's about, it's about changing about, shit yeah. and right. speaking out against right. shit and then to take it to a level take where it to actually become. A city councilman in the borough where you were born and raised <laughs> in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn being the home of indecision. Like I just think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right it on. is, man. It's fucking no, I mean, great. Look, I think you know. I guess, and there's you know, now that now that you're seeing, there's a couple there, in the last election. There was a couple of people who were elected who have like musical backgrounds. So now people are sort of picking up on that. Like there's some wave oh, of you know, yeah, like you know, trends yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I wouldn't go that far. This guy's over here is playing the fucking tin whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're inspiring other people to I do hope the so. same, like, and that's good. The right? same way that. The same way yeah, that they're also riding on coattails if they want to start throwing shit, you know, like the musical stuff. Oh yeah, I was in a band. No, you weren't. Played some covers. Yeah, played some covers over at the old Wicked. We got Mark. a couple originals. Yeah. Um, but that's how it should be, right? The same way that like that, like growing up, you watch bands and you love the fact that the guy playing guitar was just standing next to you in the crowd. Is yeah. the same way you should see politics. Like I feel like I think Obama was the first time that I felt like wow. And you, like you're supposed to believe growing up anybody can be president, right? Right. For for the, the trajectory that he had was like wow. Anybody could really be president. Like mm-hmm. as long as you're smart and you care and blah 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 blah, you could do it. Like it's not unattainable. Right. Certainly the guy we have now is is the worst case scenario. Yeah. But it shows you like right. you know it, it, so. I think that the same way that in hardcore, there's not supposed to be any of these like these these typical barriers of like. Well, I I, I remember being in like junior high school and thinking, oh my god, I don't know how to read music. I'm never going to be in a band. All right. Because you think, why? Well, that's you got to know how to do it. And once you realize that you don't need that stuff, yeah. it's like, oh, I can I can just bullshit my way through yeah, and yeah, learn yeah, three you... chords and that's it. So what you if you have someone to show you that path or at least to expose you to it then it's like anything is possible you know right. if you feel like i'm not a lawyer i didn't i didn't go to school for politics I, like i never cared about this it's stuff. funny because before i was like I was just can that. we call him counselor and he's like, <laughs> no, he's not, not a lawyer, lawyer. <laughs> and then a book the Nero pops in my head counselor like, <laughs> like now i'm getting mail that says like the honorable justin brandon it's like we can get the hell how's that make that? you feel it's ridiculous that's <laughs> why so i would feel but, the same way but Stop it's like it. but it shows that this is Politics is supposed to be, it's not supposed to be this permanent government that everyone feels it is. It's supposed to be your guy from your little area. You say, you know what? I think I can do a good job. You run, you do your thing, and then you hand it off to the next guy. It's supposed to be by the people, for the people, of the people. Sure. That's what that means. It's, not, it's supposed right. to be, it's not supposed to be the the upper echelon of society or the ones that get to run for office. Right, true. It's the guys that roll up their sleeves and go, you know, what? What are we doing here? I yeah. want to make a difference. I'm going to run for office. I'm that's what democracy, small d democracy, yeah. that's what it is. It's yeah. not supposed to be, well, I went to Harvard. and I, Those people have a place. Mm-hmm. But that's it shouldn't be like, well, I can't run for office because I didn't graduate school. I didn't I didn't do whatever. You know, like it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, you're right. Um, so any way that I can shatter that is, is for the better. I mean, because mm. if I had said to myself, I don't know how to read music. I'll never be in a band. 
I, I wouldn't know you guys. Right. I would never have taken that road. Right. If I hadn't said, fuck it, I'll teach myself how to play three chords and I'll start a punk band. Yeah. So it's it's being able to show people that there is a path there without going through those sort of conventional rites of passage and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're willing to do the hard work, like you can you can do it. I mean, yeah. it's, I sound like Tony Robbins, but I mean, it's yeah. it's it's, it's the cliche, truth. but it's, it's the, the truth. truth. It is true. Yeah. It's really true. I got it. Um, I wanted to ask you about. We got we have time. You got to yeah, get out of yeah. here shortly. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm good for now, right? Like ten minutes. Yeah. You good? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, Bernie Sanders is running. Uh, if he runs again, he's going to run independent. And uh, I just wanted to ask you what you thought about that because I, I think he feels maybe that he was obviously sure. I think he feels he needs to run that way because he ran. Democrat and felt, you know, probably that he didn't get a fair shake. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I think the binary two party system is it's not working the way it was supposed to work. That's the best way I could put Mm -hmm. it. I mean, um, there's I mean, Bernie showed that there's a real desire in this country for um, the working class the the true middle class working class for folks that feel they don't have a voice you know and when you have this two-party system where you feel like they're really it's like for lack of a better term it's like cowboys and indians or cops and robbers or whatever it's Mm. like you don't feel like there's a real outlet for what you believe in right so Mm. you have folks who are now you know turning to socialism or you know whatever it is because they don't fit in this box and as human beings we don't fit in boxes right this isn't the container store that's not how that's not how life works so i think that um and i i I think that the model of the democratic party you know has ignored a lot of people people who feel like they're not if i don't feel that the party has my best interest and then they're not they're not you know uh, being a, a a vessel for what I believe. Then I'm gonna look elsewhere. And I mean I think that's you know in the short version that's how Bernie feels like mm-hmm. you know. And I think that when you get into you know the big donors and the corporate money and all this stuff, it gets so far away from what this is all supposed to be about. Yeah, true. That you know it's there's an there's a a, a yearning there for something different. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I mean, it's the way the system is, you know. It's Coke and Pepsi. I mean, so it's it's hard to break that mold because people are just, you know, yeah, people are setting their way. They're just in that box, yeah. you know. And, and it just divides us as a nation. It, does. it really I mean, does. When you when you box when you put people in different buckets, yeah, it's just not how you know. Like I fit into like eighty five buckets. Like you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. So if you try to take me and put me in one bucket, like I'm gonna freak out, mm. you know. And yeah. I think that's what people feel. They feel like I don't believe all this stuff, or right. you know, I don't. How how rarely do you agree with every single thing? So, Never, you know. So it, it it's hard, and I think you have to sort of decide. You have to sort of decide. Okay, well, do you agree with me? I think Ed Koch used to say, "If you agree with me, if you agree with eight out of the ten of the things I believe, you should vote for me. If you believe in ten out of the ten things, you should get your head checked out." Like <laughs> that's no, awesome, though. That's no fucking one true. Ever, you know. So there's that argument too. It's right. like, all right, well. Obviously, I'm not a Republican, so mm-hmm. the Democrats really speak. But then you get the feeling that everyone is fighting for the same sort of corporate class, that they're not talking to, like, the needs of the real people, you know, or the working people. And if if people truly feel like they're not being heard, then you need to listen to these folks because mm-hmm. this, yeah. you know. Um, but it's, it's tough to break that mold, you know. And I think that now more than ever, it's exploded and people are finally talking about these issues that for years... 
we, you know, you only talked about an independent bookstores on mm. Avenue C, you yeah, know. Yeah. But now it's like a mainstream thing. People are talking about money and politics and all this stuff mm. that in the past no one knew about this stuff. Yeah. That there was this sort of, you know, uh, this this corporate class of people who run the world, mm-hmm. you know. And I think now, I think conspiracy theories and all that stuff has gotten out of control, but it's people are awake. You know, like, you know, um, and it's a good thing. It, it can is. only it, yeah. it can only lead to something good. Yeah. Um, but people need to I, I'm a I'm a I'm a believer in there's a place for there's always going to be a place for activism and activists because that's that's who that's how you move the needle. Right. Yeah. But there's also a place for the activists to shave their head or get a haircut, right. shave their head, get a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Um, to, to put on a suit right. and get in instead of throwing rocks at the building right. get, go inside go the, building the building and fix it from and within fix it from and, the outside yeah. right so I think that's really if you want to shake shit up there's only so much you can do from the outside you gotta come inside and you gotta yeah. say okay now I'm here mm-hmm. and you elected me and now you gotta deal with me you know yeah. so more people I think I would hope would, would take that route to right. say there's always going to be a place for activism, but if you really want to change stuff, you got to you got to do it from the, from the inside out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah um, baby. That's how you do it, man. Hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> you do, I mean, I mean, and you're doing it, it all. Doing you're it. doing it. You're doing it. That's, that's wild, awesome. man. It's it's fun. I'm I'm really really happy for you, man. Yeah. I really am. No, and no, I gotta tell you. you, like you 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 look different to me. <laughs> I look, on, I look honorable. You look honorable. You do. Suit and tie guy. The whole thing, it works, bro. It, it does. Don't works. tell anybody who I actually am. No, I'm sitting have. here, I'm like, yeah. This, I mean, I know I, I know you for 20 some odd years. Yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. Bro, I'm honorable. You're saying I'm makes very honorable. Real, make, you very, honorable. very honorable. <laughs> uh, you always have been. You always have been. Um, no, it's cool. Look, it, it's it's very cool to meet other, f- when I run into people who are, who ended up in the same path, it's really cool because it shows that like where we all came from was something different. This is what makes our music different from when your dentist says, "Oh, you guys sound like Metallica." Like yeah. this is what <laughs> uh, this is how it's different, right? Yeah, it's that right. there's a message there and there's a passion there and there's people that got hooked on this shit and yeah. they didn't just put their guitar in the closet, right. you know. Right. Or if they did, they changed it for you know a law degree or something, right. you know. Right. And that they're still trying to push that envelope, yeah. right? You know? And like you said before, like in the crowd, there's the guitar player that was just on the stage. That's how it should ago. be. It that, should that, be like that's you. That's what drove me from being a 14 year old metalhead listening to Anthrax and fucking Creator, right? <laughs> and then I see Leeway at Lamore, right? And it's just a different deal, totally. yeah. You know, there's no gimmicks involved, there's totally. no, and then you go towards the back, and I was too young to drink anyway, but who's standing at the back bar that says what's up to me is fucking Pete Steele, right? Yeah. Rest in peace, you know what right. I mean? It's just like, all right, well, this guy is giant, and I'm totally. like 14, right? But Oh, that's the carnivore dude. Right, no, there that's he kinda is. cool that right. he yeah. actually looked at me and said what's up and like raised a beer at me like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. I was like, Oh, no, that's that, kinda fucking that cool. That has an effect, man. It does. Like, it does. I remember for a I, little kid. Yeah, I remember when I first got um I first got into Black Flag, I had the damaged cassette. And I was like, oh, this this music is like, first of all, they're talking, they must be reading my mail or they're mm. reading my diary, because everything they're singing about is what I'm going through. Right. But I couldn't see what they looked like. Mm-hmm. So they were still like Guns N' Roses to me. Like, they must be these supernatural, like, right. wizards of, you know. And then I got the Napalm Death Scum cassette. Mm-hmm. Nice. It, fold, it folded out like 95 times. And the last thing, the last panel was a picture of them. And they were like 14 years old. Yeah. And I was like, 
that my head exploded because yeah. I was like, they look just like I do. Yeah, and yeah. they're making this music and they put out an album. Yeah, oh, f- this is I can do this. Yeah, you when you have that moment, there you get ch- you get, I get chills thinking about it because it's like, yeah. holy, I can do this now. Forget about learning knowing how to read music. These guys, they look just like me, and they're putting out albums. Let's start a band. Right. But you need to have that moment. You need a moment. To, to feel. Otherwise, you always. we've all had the moment. Yeah. You have. I mean, I think if you get into. That's. I think that's what it is for us in this scene. It's like when you. When you. When you. It demystifies that not everyone is Elton John and Billy right. Joel. Right. Yeah. And, and not everyone is the cover band on the right. corner. Right. It's people like, wow, you can tour the world playing your own. Like, let me get this straight. You toured. You played your own music. I'm like, Yeah. Like some people, it just not they right. can't see that. Right. So, I, but but it's important to have somehow have that moment where you're like, oh, it's a guy from Candiria. Like, right. well, yeah, he's he was just there. Now he's on stage. Like, yeah. You need to have that to see why this is different. Yeah. You know, otherwise it's the same shit as anything. Yeah. You know? So I think we've all had that one little that that no turning back moment type deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt, I know I have. I re- last thing I remember running into a guy. We were about to... It's probably one of the last MPB tours because I was like, just done. You well, know? you guys just recently played This Is Hardcore. I saw you guys at This Is Hardcore. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, now it's 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 funny. It's had to, it's it's like had to go full circle to be like fun again. Yeah. You know, like when you're playing South Dakota on a Tuesday, just because you have to get across the country, you're like, this is not what I signed up yeah. for. Yeah. You know? But now when you play like once or twice a year, it's like the best thing ever. Right. But I remember running into this guy in a supermarket. I think I went to high school with him. And we were just, it was probably the night before we were leaving the next morning for a tour. I was probably buying dog food for my dog that, like, I never saw, right? Going going on another tour. And I ran into this guy, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, well, yeah, I haven't seen you, whatever. I was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking Australia again tomorrow. You're like, yeah. being like a dick. You know? yeah. like, I was just done. Right. And he was yeah, like, Australia, Australia. All expenses paid. And I'm <laughs> thinking, I'm sleeping on the floor. But yeah, right? <laughs> but, and I was like, what are you up to? It's like, oh, I got a wife, two kids, I got a BMW in the uh in the you know in the parking lot. And I was like, whoa, that's yeah. cool. It was this like sliding doors green. I don't know what the hell the analogy is, yeah. but it for a moment I was like, I want I want to go home and sleep in my bed. Right. I want to have that life. But he was looking at me like, you're going to Australia to play your own music with your friends. And I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, it sucks, right? Yeah. And he's like, that's amazing. Awesome. So it yeah. was it's 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 all about that perspective. Sure. You know, like he wanted to be anywhere but where he was. Right. And I wanted to be anywhere where I was. Mm. But it's having knowing that that difference, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get it. Um but you have to live it, I guess, to know it. You right. Know? Yeah. Like you know. Yeah, and I guess the goal is to really be able to have a balance that yeah. you that you're happy with, and, yeah. and and which never you're never happy because, like you said, there when you're on tour and you're nothing against South Dakota, <laughs> right. but when you're <laughs> oh, when you're, when you're there on a Tuesday, yeah. maybe if you're on in South Dakota oh, on a Friday, right. it's a little that, different. Then it's jamming. Yeah. Then it's jamming. Yeah. But, but like you know, you're playing those off nights, and it's like it's you know, tough. you're like, why the hell because am I doing this? Because it gets so far from like, I mean, I never. Even like doing early bands, like I never in a million years thought we were gonna like put out albums and tour. It just snowballed. It was like, oh, we did a seven inch, blah blah blah. Next thing you know, it wasn't like it is now, where there's sort of like a you put the nickel in the jukebox and it's kind of like you give it a shot, kind of so to speak. Yeah. Back then it was like rites of passage. You put out like fifty eight seven inches before someone gives you an album, and then blah 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 blah. But you along the way, it was never meant. It was cool. You're like, I'm not gonna not do this. Right. But it was never meant to like 
go that way. So the whole time you're just learning and learning and learning. And once it hits a spot where it's like monotony, then you're like, well, this isn't really why I want yeah. to do this. And it's tough because then it becomes a job, right? Mm. And then it's like, well, I got to pay my bills. And, you know, and I think, um, but to have that experience is priceless, yep, you know? Of course. Um, and I think the struggle then makes, when you get a little bit of success, it makes it so much sweeter. I mean, mm. bands now that... I mean, I think it's, I don't even know what the hell goes on now, but bands now that go put out, the first thing they put out is a friggin' album, yeah. and they're on a bus tour. It's like, dude, you're, you don't know what this you is. Don't yeah. know what you're not going to enjoy didn't it. You earn yeah. that shit. Yeah, man. it's like you won't enjoy, like, oh my God, we're on a bus until yeah. you've slept on a floor. Like, yeah. And I feel like those Many rights, times. Many, many times, right? <laughs> but I feel like those rites of passage are there for a reason. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone that, like, puts out only albums and only tours and buses. Great, good look, good for you. Yeah, have at it. But if you but. don't have the the, the 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 hard times, then how do you enjoy when you're like yeah. on some big? You tour? don't even realize how you good don't even you realize got how it. good you yeah. got it. And you those really people don't. probably start complaining about the same shit we complained about. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you're on a bus, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like relax. But it's the same thing. It's that same like when your art becomes your your job, your mm. occupation. It's it's hard to like balance that. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's depressing. It it's is. Depressing. <laughs> nice. it is. But, but but how lucky, right? How lucky are you to to tour and your own music? Like that's amazing, it right? Is. I mean, come it on, is. yeah. It People is. dream about this stuff, it's, it, you know. You're right. So it's true. sometimes you got to zoom out and be like, "This is fucking cool." Yeah. What's the next indecision show? I don't know. We need to get one on the books. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone lives me. all over the goddamn place. I man. know. Well, yeah. Rachel's in Cali. Rachel's in California. Tom may as well be in California. He lives on the Jersey Shore. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the rest of the guys have like 38 kids so it's right. hard you know yeah. Yeah. but it's fun when we get in a room it's so fun it's okay. like yeah it's it is. so cool it's so cool it's fucking rules man it's hard though it's now we're getting to a point where we want to write new music oh far but you don't want to be like that new song on the billy joel greatest hits album because no, it always sucks you know yeah. so like you don't you don't i don't know if you guys had this where it was like you have those songs that like people really like live and die by that you can never take out of your sound. Right, and then you're like, but if I write a new like, sometimes I play those songs and I'm like, I don't know how I was ever in the mindset to write this with like right. a half of a chord. Right. like it's like one chord the whole right. time. Right. Yeah. I couldn't put myself in that place to write like that again. Mm-hmm. So I worry, like, I don't want to, like, ruin it. Right. You know you what I mean? don't want to become a parody of, of yourself. Yeah, and I don't want to do that either. Right. I don't want to go, well, let me sit down and listen to only 90s hardcore, right. and then I'll write this record. Right. I don't want to do yeah. that either. We're, we're bringing it back to the old school <laughs> sound. But, like, but... I couldn't sit down and write that way anymore, I don't think. Right. Yeah. So it's... Right. And we've written a bunch of new songs, like, over the over the years when we jam, but we've always been, like, afraid to really, like... There was one song that you guys did we that did was it, brand new yeah. at St. Vitus. Yes, yes. What, and was it that, this, what was it, the Stomp Cancer Benefit with yes, Black yeah. Anvil? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Who yep. headlined that? Shit Terror. Terror. Yeah. That's right. I think that was, like, one song we were, like, uh, willing to, like, show to the world that we were like, eh, it kind of sounds like our old shit. You it know? did. But it's hard. It's yeah. hard to... Unless you're progressing constantly, to be a band that you go and you're just playing, you know, rolling out the hits, it's hard to sit down and say, okay, let's write a new song that we hope people are going to... You know, that's yeah. why, like, you know, the Ramones or how many... You know, Compared to the Ramones, how many years did they tour? They just put out new albums to let them go on tour to play the old shit. Of course, shit. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I don't want to do that either. I'm not yeah. going to put out a record just so we can play more shows mm-hmm. just to play nothing off that new record. Right, yeah. But it's tough. I don't know how... I mean... That's why some of the older bands, when they do these new new songs, it's like it's exciting, but you still want to hear the old shit. Of course, you know, like 
Yeah, that's it's tough. That's definitely you become your own worst enemy yeah, in that regard. Totally. Because you know what band really can go out on the road and and write and people not be like, well, this was the cool shit back in the day. You right. know, we there's we always suffered. back in as, the day. Yeah. As wild as our music is, yeah, we still have the same people sure. that are like play pages. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> and I was hanging with the single law guys. You have like some of their diehard guys who are like, how come you don't you know stuff off the demo? It's like, bro, they've been around for four hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. but that's why you should have caught them on the tribal. <laughs> Because I saw them. It was about a year ago, around this time a year ago. They played politics off the That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you know, like, you, I was just fucking blown away. Once in a while, you right. throw it back and it's exciting. Right. You know, you're like, hey, let's but play that. But I think that. to the average fan, they don't understand why the band wants to constantly. You don't want to do that stuff sometimes. Right, so, sure. guys, I've been, we put on nine albums since then. Yeah, like, yeah. But the average fan is like, yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Play the yeah. song I like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Play Creep. But, you know, like, yeah, oh yeah it's God, the same it's thing. Terrible, I mean, it's, it's the same mentality. Yeah, it's, it really it's is. It's tough, you know? Yeah, man. It's crazy, man. We got to awesome. come back and do this again. We got to. I can talk really for like cool. another four hours. I'll see yeah. my cat. Awesome. Yeah. But it is eleven thirty. You have a meeting and yeah, I got, I got I got babies to kiss and uh, hands to shake. That's yeah, amazing. All right, so should I stop this thing? Yeah, but uh, oh, is, wait, is there anywhere where they could find you? Do you have a website? Anything yeah, like I think that? it's justin2017.com is still up. That's my campaign site. All right. Um, but I'll once once January first, I'll be all over the place. So. All right. All right. Um, awesome. You wanna you wanna sign us out? Yeah, real quick. It's just uh just please download, rate, and review uh, the Brooklyn Blast Furnace on iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast, Google Play, Podcast Addict, Podcast Chart, wherever you wherever you get your podcast from. Um, it's important to uh to rate and review it because it counts as activity and it puts us up, and then more people get to hear it, and then maybe we get some sponsors, and that's how we get some Scott Hall. <laughs> you know? Scott Hall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Facebook, the whole deal. Just, just, just type in the the Brooklyn Blast Furnace or the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast, and you can find us all over the place. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, man. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thank you so yeah, much. This is we awesome. Were able to, uh, so, so cool. Yeah, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah, your your schedule yeah, we'll guy back hit again. me up to make sure that everything was. Uh, right. you know, I was like, <laughs> we have a guy who has a handler. <laughs> Trust me, I need it. I know. Jesus sure. Christ, I'll be here if I want. I'll be here at one o'clock. I know. Yeah, me too. I gotta be in Bay Ridge at one o'clock at work. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thanks. We're over here now. I'm gonna